everybody. Grab your Bible, a pencil, and journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee. And tune in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Job 40, verses 1 through 8. And the Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. And then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, I will say no more. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man, and I will question you, and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, I bring a question that one of you guys actually brought to me that came from an episode that we did a few weeks ago where we talk about, you know, what would you ask God if you had a chance to, you know, ask God a question? And so we really dive into why good things happen to bad people or why do bad things happen to good people? And obviously we do not know the answer, but we just, we just talk about this question that a listener brought up to me just a few days ago. So we are really glad that you're here. Pull up a chair and listen in. Well, that's what God said to Job. (laughs) Yeah, my translation says something totally different. I mean, I guess it's the same thing, but it says it differently. What translation were you reading out of? I have uh, NIV. Oh, okay. I have ESV. And I normally do ESV, but Mm -hmm. um, it's still the same. Oh, yes. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you? I am good. How are you? You know, been better, been worse. Okay. We're off to a good start. <laughs> so I'm hoping that there are some other people joining on the conversation that's um, been, had a good day today. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah today's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Okay. So what are we going to talk about, Kara? Yeah, you don't know. Um, no, I don't. Well, I'm a little nervous. So here's the thing is I was stopped a few days ago and not by the place. No, not like okay. Not no. I was stopped Ooh. by a by a woman just okay. walking mm-hmm. in life, and she had listened to our podcast, and she is a new listener, and yeah. she had listened to the episode about questioning God or what question would you ask God? Mm-hmm. You know, when I talked about space, and you thought that was stupid, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not stupid, but it's way out there. No. <laughs> oh, okay, Let's carry on. Okay, so um, anyway, so she was like just talking about she liked it, and she was like saying, telling she was telling me what questions she would ask God, hmm. and I thought it was a good question. I didn't know the answer because I'm not God, and I had no answer to give her. I just looked at her. With and I am blank. sure hoping and praying you don't think I have the answer. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's but I was in prayer. I was just going to ask you, and I thought, well, okay. instead of asking you over the phone, I'd ask you with our other friends, and you know, well, sure. just yeah, do the conversation about everybody but, and all the conversation. Yeah. So here was what she. Here's what she said, and okay. And I might. I'm going to change some details just to protect the innocent. Not that anyone would know who this person is. But anyway, she was saying how she would want to. Okay, hold on. Let me back up. She was telling me a story about how fairly recently, within the last week, a friend of hers lost her husband. Like Mm. car accident, 
totally, you know, um, surprise. They have two small kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like, she was like, please pray, you know, for them, you know, and I, of course, and it was just, you know, tragic. Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine. And her, the woman I'm speaking to, she was saying, tell me a little bit about her background and her biological father she doesn't have any relationship with and just isn't really the greatest man. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's involved in drugs and alcohol and just, you know, the way he handles people and such, just not, I don't think he treated her uh, biological mother very well, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if just he was in jail time. or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like not the greatest biological father. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, if I, basically her question being like, why, you know, why would you basically kill this, not that God killed them, but why would this, you know, good father with small children pass, but then her dad, who in her eyes, she was like, he's thriving. You know, like now he's, mm-hmm. I still don't think he's like the greatest, but you know, you know, from her perspective, he's doing great in terms of, I guess he has a good job. He's well off. He's healthy. You know, he's Mm -hmm. living in, you know, doing his life and it's great. So the question being that, like, why would this good father have to die or maybe not have to die, but die. Mm -hmm. But then there's these other people who are, you know, quote unquote bad. I mean, I know everyone has a different definition of what bad is, but not a good person, bad. And they are seemingly, not only are they still alive, but it seems like they're doing well, you know, like they're well off, the Mm -hmm. things are fine and, you know, they're healthy and all that sort of thing. So yeah, that was the question. And I was just like, Okay. (laughs) And she wasn't asking me like, and so I just, I guess I was more, I was like curious, like, what would you say? I know you don't know the answer because you are not the Lord. And she was saying, you know, based off our episode a couple of weeks ago, that's what she would ask the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I just was curious, like, you know, what would you say to her? And then I got to thinking, I'm sure she's not the only person who has thought or wondered that, or, you know, and there could be other situations where it's like, you know, why did this bad thing happened to this good person or why is this Mm -hmm. bad person thriving or, you know, whatever someone's circumstances. Kara, that is the (laughs) $64,000 question that, believe it or not, most people ask. I don't want to tell this woman that her question is very normal because a lot of times we're like, I have a unique question. Mm -hmm. But I remember my mother, when my dad found out he had cancer, and they had had some hard times, you know, over the years, but they'd worked through it and had a wonderful marriage. And all I ever knew was my dad, you know, adoring my mother and loving her. And I remember uh, when you were talking, I was thinking of it brought back memories. My mother said, I don't understand why God would allow your dad to get cancer and die. We have a wonderful marriage. Mm. And there are people that are trapped and miserable in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Of course, they could get a divorce, but shoot, the same right. point From was, the principle, right? Why the would same. you allow my husband have cancer mm-hmm. and die when we're happily married? And it's kind of like, well, yeah, and not give that other wife an out, basically. You know, right, they're not, yeah. Right. So, you know, it it is, uh, many books have been written over, you know, why does bad things happen to good Mm -hmm. people and all of those things. And, you know, I think 
not knowing what the question was going to be, I knew that you were going to ask something about, you know, just not understanding God's ways. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about God's ways, mm-hmm. and we're talking right now about God's power. He could, you know, He could heal. Uh, right. He could have stopped the car accident. or Absolutely. Yeah. Or he could have lived even having the accident. You mm-hmm. look at so many cars, and you're like, how did they walk? How did they mm-hmm. walk out of that? But I think that the Scriptures, if you take it as a whole, does kind of give us a little bit of an answer. Now, now, when I was reading, you know, in Job, he says, you got some questions? You're wondering mm-hmm. why things are happening? And he says to Job, I want you to brace yourself because I'm about to ask you a question. And mm-hmm. he points Job's mind and his viewpoint to, I'm God. Now, I'm not going to sit and tell this girl, well, he's God, and we don't <laughs> yeah, question him yeah. because right. he is God, and we do question him. And mm-hmm. he's okay with that. He understands that we do not understand. And... We try to understand. And so I know that God often, you know, steps in and does something. I remember, again, going back to when my dad had cancer, praying and asking God to heal him. And I remember going to church, and someone got up and gave their testimony about how they were diagnosed with cancer, and God just healed them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't hear someone giving a testimony and go, I just want to praise God. I found out I had cancer today and only have a couple um, days to live, but I just so excited, just, you know, wanted to share my testimony. We always hear people say about God healing someone or, you know, you won't believe what happened to me today. I was needing a check in the mail and, you know, my mm-hmm. rent was due and a check just dropped out of the sky, you know, and they're talking to someone that's about to lose their house. Yeah, it's just, it's just life is just t- tough. But I do believe that there is a message and there's a principle all through Scripture. And it starts, you know, with Genesis 1. We say it over and over again about how God really did not intend. His heart was not for us to have to go through this. Mm-hmm. But we just was determined, again, sometimes these questions puts us in in this position of, I'm going to tell God, I'm going to ask God a question. We tend to sometimes want to be God, and that gets us in, in trouble. But there are times when we're just hurting Kara, and we're like, God, you know, why? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I, yeah, like with this woman who was saying that, like there wasn't, she wasn't asking it. There wasn't a posture of like I'm going to tell God off or Angry why it was. Mm-hmm. It was I've, I could hear the pain in her voice. You know, sure. like her friend's husband passing unexpectedly and now having to raise these two small kids on her own, and mm-hmm. you know, and hurt from her own father of like. Well, I wanted. I would do want to address it because I think it's a great question. I would have liked to have had a little bit of a warning about it, but well, I you will know, if say we're on a, if we were on a phone call, yeah. <laughs> you, if I'm out same somewhere, thing. so I ask me, you know, that mm-hmm. same thing. But yeah, and that was my. I just was curious what you would what you would say, you know, mm-hmm. how you would respond. Because well, I mean, I literally just looked at her and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I well, no it is a good question, helpful. and I would never, and I know you would never do this, make someone feel bad or get onto them like, don't question God. God always does right, stuff right. good. And you know, God meets us in our pain, and He meets us in our questions. He He meets us when we don't understand what He's doing, and He 
all those kind of things. But what I want to say is this. There's a scripture that, I didn't read it today, but there is a scripture that says, uh, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of step back and we have to be okay with, there's just not a lot of que- answers to some of our questions. Mm-hmm. We, sometimes we have to step back and look at the heart of God not necessarily what God hasn't mm-hmm. done, but His heart, and He does right. love us. Now, it's hard to feel His love, and it's hard to really embrace that and surrender that when you're hurting and life isn't turning out the way that it is. But what I want to say, all of that to build up to this, the very verse of my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your ways, we have to step back and go, God just thinks differently. So Mm -hmm. this man that was in a car accident, I pray he's in heaven. Yeah, and I don't know. She didn't say. I don't know. Yeah. But let's just, you know, go there for a minute. Mm -hmm. And the man that her dad, the the guy that's Mm -hmm. not living right and not doing, Mm -hmm. he's here and he's probably living in his own hell. Right. And I I did actually say that too. I was like, I mean, you don't know that he's thriving, but also I don't know, you know, like. Well, we do know this. We do know that sin destroys. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, like the internal hell that he may be. Right. Yeah. Like even though outwardly he may, you know, be financially set and, you know, maybe he's married, remarried. I don't know though. I don't know any of those details, but yeah, the internal hell, you just, yeah, we don't know. Well, and, and the thing about it, you look at people's lives today and people that have money and people that are in power, majority mm-hmm. of them are on drugs. Majority of them cannot cope with the mm-hmm. everyday functioning without being medicated. And so as we think about looking at other people and thinking, oh, they're just getting by with something or their, you know, life is just great for them. You don't know what's going on in their heart, and you don't know right. the demons that they, they fight. So I would not say that God is looking at the two men and saying, hmm, yeah, you're right. That's a good question. This does look like I, you know, applauded this man's, you know, right. sinful behavior because God does it. Now, right. we start with Genesis, but we also end in Revelation, and God does take care of the sin and the things uh, we do stand before Him. There is a judgment seat Mm -hmm. uh, given account for what we do. So God doesn't wink at sin. God doesn't just turn His head. There's consequences to all of our sins. Yeah, well, and I think it's important, too, that not only does God not wink at sin, God's heart breaks over sin. So I think remembering like this the sin that killed the husband, which would be death. I mean, because God never mm-hmm. intended death to be a part of this life. And that's where sin entered. Like, he, God is grieving over that. You know, it's not like he's looking at situations like, oh, yeah, that happened and whatever, moving on with his day. You know, like God's heart is grieved over that. and Or I believe that his heart is grieved over it. And I believe that his heart breaks over sin and is probably breaking with that wife and sons. And I pray Mm -hmm. that they are, you know, feeling God's arms around them. But Right. For one thing, just reading the the cross, 
the scriptures that talk about Jesus dying on the cross, when sin came upon Jesus, I mean, darkness, you know, I mean, people were afraid. They were scared. Mm-hmm. Jesus cries out. I mean, the the soldiers like, oh, dear, he right. was the Son of God. So when sin always destroys, and, you know, the wages of sin is death, something dies, whether it's a relationship where this girl and her father, you know, she doesn't have really anything to do with her father, so that died, that the man's behavior, the consequences of that, he doesn't have, you know, a relationship with his daughter. You cannot tell me that this man, this father, is not grieving over that loss. He is either either medicating himself, excusing his behavior, or walking in lies and deception, uh, believing lies that never set us free. So this man is not free. This man is in bondage. So I don't even know the man. I just know that you cannot do what you think you want to do and do it when you want to do it and be your own God and be happy because mm-hmm. we're not God. And when we So you think that even if you're not a believer, you think oh, that's absolutely the case? even worse so. I mean, I think we struggle as believers because we know the truth, and when we're not walking in it, we're more aware of what we're walking away from, or we're more aware that we're more miserable because we've tasted and seen freedom. Mm-hmm. But as a non-believer, as a, a lost person or someone that doesn't have God at all, I mean, they have no hope. They they cannot get out of their misery. I don't care how much you get medicated. So to back up, I think there's another verse that David says in Psalms. He says, I I would look around and I would see the people. And I would, he basically says, I'm jealous. I was upset that the evil people were getting uh, by mm. with it until I looked into the sanctuary and saw God. And what David is saying is, and even in this verse, until I see their end, till I see that at the end of their lives, even if they come to know Jesus in later in life, then they're aware of all the things that they've mm-hmm. done, and they're aware of all the time they've wasted. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shame and mm-hmm. guilt they have to, when you to see, walk through. Yeah, like you see that a little bit even in mm-hmm. Paul's writings. You know, he didn't yeah. he become a believer, you know, on his deathbed, but still later in life and all that he had, I mean, and that's Paul. <laughs> the yeah. amazing yeah, exactly. Paul. Exactly. Yeah. So you do, you do see that. Yeah, for sure. I actually wondered that of like people who become believers late in life like that, who, you know, kind of feeling like, oh, cool, now you get to go to heaven because, you know, which is wrong Mm -hmm. in my heart, you know. But but yeah, I think that's a good just reminder of like none of us, me, you, include Mm -hmm. none of us, I hate to like get by. I mean, you know, like. No, you do not get by with that. mm -hmm. And like I said, something dies. It Mm -hmm. always destroys. And whether it's friendships or whether it's, is your self-esteem or whether it's opportunities or, you know, what you could have been but you didn't know or you chose to go a different path and you look back and thought, if only, 
if only. When, and I think that's the beautiful part of how God, like God, yes, we have the consequences mm-hmm. of sin and we all reap what we sow, but at the same time, that's where God is still so gracious and like we don't fully get what we deserve even at, even with that, you know? Cause, well, that's another thing. You know, has anyone ever asked the question, why does good things happen to good people? Mm. No one's ever asked that Mm-mm. because we just assume, we expect that. Mm. Oh, you're good. You're, you're a kind person. Or, oh, you really, you know, go and help the poor. Or you're just always giving. You're just so selflessness. And you just expect their life to be just pouring out blessings, but no one's ever stopped to say, well, why? Because even though they do great things, right. that doesn't mean they deserve God's blessing. Right. Uh, but I will say, someone that's not selfish and someone that loves, they, even as a, as a non-believer, you know, God's principles still, you know, you reap the consequences of peace and joy and mm-hmm. contentment. Even if you're uh, not a believer, you know, you apply God's truths and yeah. you get well, and the I same think, too, result. it's like, what's the measure of good and bad? You know, mm-hmm. like, because what I would consider to be a good person, someone else may not, you know, or mm-hmm. what I would consider to be bad, you know, like it's all relative. But I think that goes back to like God as the judge. And ultimately, no matter what, no matter if you're good, bad, God is the judge of that. And mm-hmm. none of us deserve anything. Exactly. And when we begin to realize that, it makes right. a better position with our heart. It helps us to to appreciate things when we don't have the yeah. the entitlement yeah. there. But I would say this, you know, Jesus was teaching and they came up to him and they said, um, you know, I know that you're a good, you know, you're, who do you say that I am? They say, you know, as, as disciples, you know. And they say, oh, you're John the Baptist. And so they go through the list of, you might be um, Elijah. And anyway, so someone comes up to him and says, you know, calls him good. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Because there's only one that's good. And he was referring to God. Basically, what Jesus was saying, are you saying I'm God? Because that's that's really an important question, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so I think that again when we're talking about what's good versus man's standards of what we call what's good versus holiness and what God calls holy, because He says to us, "Be holy, because I'm holy." Well, mm-hmm. I can't be holy apart from having the Holy Spirit living in and through us. So, you know, I think that that's one of the things. I I think you're right in the fact that, you know, a lot of people have their own opinion and viewpoint of what is good. And then, you know, you can say, he's such a good man. Well, you don't know his heart. Yeah. You know, you're just looking at his behavior or his, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a good father. You know, but, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that it it all goes back to you're just going to know that this isn't the end of the chapter. Right, it's not the end of the story, and mm-hmm. and I think too, it's yeah, like no, if you're whether you're looking at someone who, you know, why are they thriving when they, you know, have been not the greatest father or not the greatest person mm-hmm. or you know whatever, it's like we're just remembering you don't know, but you know, at the end of the day, but then also like 
this is also not the end of the story. So mm-hmm. um, they will face judgment with the Lord. But then also, you know, for a grieving wife or whoever, like God never, I mean, I believe, you know, God never intended for there to be death. So he is grieved, you know, with the sin that caused the death of the husband, I, you know, I believe. And you're not saying that the husband sinned because he, he died, you know, because he sinned. You're saying no, sin, sin represents death. Yes. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. the wages of sin is death. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. if Adam and Eve had not sinned, there would no be no death right. into the world, and we wouldn't have to deal with that. And that's, right. again, the last chapter, we we don't have to deal with yes, death Yes, that's anymore. what I meant by sin in the world of he never intended for there to be death, yeah, regardless right. of the person. Yeah. But I, so I will I, say this, too. I, I do want to say this, that God does look at the heart, and he knows what people are going through, and we don't. We don't know what goes behind closed doors. We think, oh, that's a great marriage. It may not be a great marriage. We may say, you know, why this person was terrible and this person's so good. What we're saying is I'm looking at their behavior, and I'm determining, I think, based on their behavior, this person's good. Based on this behavior, this person's bad. What God does is he looks at our hearts, and he says this, Are you my follower? Do you have Jesus? So the difference between me and you and Christians versus non-Christians sometimes doesn't look that much different than the lost people. And a lot of people have been hurt by Christians. They're still people. But what Jesus looks at and what God looks at is Do we have the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all sin? So when God looks at us, He sees Jesus' blood. He purchased us. It says that Jesus purchased us. So good and bad is not going to be the uh, determining factor when we die. The determining factor when we die is do you know Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus' blood death to pay for your sin. Well, and wouldn't it be to also like be a follower of him? I mean, because the demons know that he's the Lord. Yes, but the demons does not accept Jesus's blood to wash and pay for the sins. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, they wanted him dead and, and they didn't realize that um, they were really uh, doing God's program. They were actually doing God's work the demons were by killing Jesus because that was the whole purpose of why Jesus came. So I, I just want to say this, is that the difference between a lost person and a, a believer follower of Jesus sometimes doesn't look on the outside much different. Now, we should be totally different, and we should be set apart. But when God looks at one of Jesus' followers and God's children, He is looking for the blood of Jesus Christ who paid for our sins that we receive and accept and have the Holy Spirit within us. So again, even with Christians, it's not a measurement of what's good. Andy uh, Stanley, who I love and adore, wrote a, a wonderful book on how's, what's good enough. How's, you know, what's good enough? How good do you have to be? to be a believer or be a follower of Jesus, basically, you just can't be good enough. It took Jesus' death. So I think, again, it's just stepping back and putting the whole 
gospel in the context of it's really about not what's a person's good or bad, and this person gets blessing, this person doesn't. We don't know what they're dealing with. They may be dealing with all kinds of demons, but what we need to look at is, do they have the forgiveness of sin? Do they know that Jesus died for them, and has their sin been forgiven based on Jesus, and that they've accepted that? And that's a whole different ballgame. Now, I had a feeling that you probably didn't get into all of that at the gym. It wasn't the gym, but oh, I understand why you would think I was at the gym. <laughs> Yes, because that's where you stay. I I go by the gym every so often, but it's not where I go. (laughs) I do ride by one. But I think it's it's really complicated, and we kind of hit on several things. And certainly, as people are listening in, if they have questions about all of this. Yeah, we had shoot us an email. There's an email in the— That's right. Or just pray Uh, about it. Yeah. Because we may (laughs) just— We may just answer it or talk about it again. But I, I just think that what we have to do is say it is a little complicated on the outset of just, just looking in, not knowing the whole, all the details. It just looks like God doesn't take care of His children. It looks like God is forsaking His children and that God is, you know, allowing His children to go through hard times when someone that doesn't want to do right has not decided to follow Jesus, gets a pass, and life just seems great. And that is a lie from hell because you don't know what struggles that they're going through. You don't know how miserable they may be. And, Kara, you know we, December 31st, we're going to read the last chapter Mm. of uh, Revelation, and we win. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.